Welcome to the Pal Around Podcast. We're here a second time in September. What do you think of that? <laughs> We're on a roll. A, it's amazing. <laughs> We're on a roll because we are all somewhat recuperated from the expo <laughs> and wanted to uh, give our little recap of the great time we had. Yay. I hope you guys had a great time. I did. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Good. So without waiting too long, let's just get into it. First, let's talk about, we mentioned it on the episode earlier in the month about our experience with the reservation process, but let's actually talk about what happened. Tina and I had great luck. Sorry, Jeff. Well, that's okay. I mean, you you could say I had good luck, but I yeah. I don't know if I did or not. I got something that I don't... I don't think I signed up for it. And I heard a lot of other people got the same thing and said they didn't sign up for it. So I don't really know. But let's hear hear about your story first, and then I'll tell my story. Sure. Um, so I did not know what to expect. I didn't know how many reservations they were going to give us. I don't think they said how many reservations per day you were going to get. I kind of maybe assumed it would maybe be like a panel and a signing or a talent meeting talent of some sort um that was not the case right from what i could tell you got exactly one reservation per day as long as you put in for reservations and that turned out to work really well for tina and i we both got into two panels per day we did not have any overlapping so unfortunately we couldn't share our plus ones with jeff but we were i would say we were pleasantly pleasantly excited with the things that we did get into tina do you agree i completely agree um like like you were saying they did not overlap so we can still do things on the floor um and everything else so i i thought it was it couldn't have gone more perfect quite quite frankly mm-hmm. are you gonna say what you got yes yeah. um so on friday tina got into a morning panel called sounds delightful with stacia martin an illustrated audio adventure and then i got into an afternoon panel um a very 90s afternoon special with the all new mickey mouse club and then on saturday oh we had a very christmasy day on saturday <laughs> didn't we tina ho, ho, i got ho. into from what i could tell was possibly the most sought after panel um with the reservation the muppets christmas carol 30th anniversary so good it was so good and then tina got into the evening panel with um called the clauses which was kind of a preview of the special um series that is coming up this november and we had some fun watching the cast of the Cla- the santa clauses um and then on saturday or on sunday tina trying to remember oh i remember uh tina you got the reservations for um disney princess concert the disney princess uh concert and then we ended up not using this reservation but we also i got into the um the voices panel the character voices panel which Which evidently brought down the expo (laughs) I bet it did, yeah. Um, but that's okay. That we point, had other things to do. We'll talk we about did. that too. We will. Um, but I, I, that I, that always seems to be the panel to see. So, 
next time we'll we we just won't plan things for after the expo next time so that we can yes. feel better about staying for those later evening yeah tables. talk about overextending ourselves oh my goodness <sighs> all right like Jeff, the expo like the expo wasn't enough we're like let's do more yeah <laughs> it was yep. it was ill-conceived um <laughs> yep all right, Jeff, Jeff what did you give us? Yep. Yeah, so um, I didn't actually, one thing that I didn't know, I don't know if you guys, did you um, actually activate your um, your passes before you did any of this? So uh, They that, were already activated because yeah. of some glitch. So by the time we got them, we got an email, I believe, or there was a tweet or something about it saying that they were all activated. So we mm -hmm. did not have to go through that process. Right. But see, that's not, well, so that's not actually, well... I mean, it didn't seem to be the case for me. So I didn't, I thought when I, when I heard about all these, you know, tweets and things about make sure you activate your passes to transfer them before a certain date or else you couldn't transfer anymore. I thought that just meant, um, like if you're transferring out of your email account to someone else, mm -hmm. but it actually, at least for our case, like both passes were not activated. They both were like every pass that you purchased was valid to use. Like it would mm -hmm. get you into the expo and everything, but to actually like put a name to it, you had to activate it. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? So since no, I, I wonder if you had, if you had that issue because you had to transfer someone now, me and Julie, we didn't have to transfer someone. Yeah, so I wonder if that's what, yeah, well, I that's, wonder if that's, that's the problem. Okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. I didn't transfer anyone. Yeah. I bought two passes. I bought two. I just went to buy my passes and I bought mine and my wife's. So I bought two passes. Mm -hmm. Right. But you had to actually like, I guess transfer is not the word, but I thought it was only transfer, but you had to actually log on and then mm -hmm. choose to put a different email address with that pass or else mm -hmm. there was just one registration, right? So both of the passes were good. We could both use them separately, but we couldn't make two different reservations mm -hmm. because I hadn't, hadn't transferred it to a different email address. Does that, do you know what I'm saying? So yes. I, yeah. that wasn't super clear to, to me. I don't know if it was super clear to everyone else. So I never did that. So when I went to make Julia's and my reservations, we could only make one for the email address. Like I could only mm -hmm. make one reservation for both of them since they both were still basically defaulted to my email address. So right. um, we only got one reservation. So uh, we got nothing that I wanted up first, second, third, or fourth. But we did get um, a couple of the, the two big shows. We got the... Um, the the x the d23 hall not the biggest shows we didn't get the marvel but i didn't even try for the marvel panel mm -hmm. but we did get into the expo music con the disney i don't know if it, what it was something a musical it sounded like high school the musical broadway, the musical right? well it had broadway people but i still don't even know what this was because we didn't go but it was like <laughs> um disney um music it was something disney the mu or the music the musical <laughs> they were playing on high school the musical the musical the series so it was something about um songs and celebrities and it was very unclear from the description but i knew it had to do with musical performances so i knew i would like it unfortunately i'll just tell this story now so we don't have to tell it again they pushed it back to start later and later until it started too late for me to go to make it to the nostalgia meetup. It didn't even start. It was supposed to start, I think, at 345, and then they pushed it to 4, and then it was supposed to go till like, almost 6, and I, there's no way, like, our meetup was at 5. So we didn't go to that. So we ended up going to nothing. We also got the reservation for the um, the next day for the princess music, the Disney princess party 
whatever they called it at this event. Except for I'm I'm 90% sure I didn't sign up for that because we had just seen that with my daughters. You know, we had taken our family to the Broadway Princess Party when it was touring. So um, it was the it's same still people. still touring, by the way. Same, yeah, I know. Same people, same, you know, basic. There was a couple differences, but they through the tour, they have a couple. They changed some of the singers mm-hmm. in and out. So we didn't go to that. So we used neither of our reservations which was fine um turned out that um it wasn't that difficult to get into most of the things that were Mm -hmm. typical um expo presentations of course the giant marvel panel you know if you didn't have a reservation or get there by i think five in the morning you would never get a seat to that and i think that's really the only thing that you really had no shot at all if you weren't there hours and hours beforehand it yeah. seems to me that most things, if you were willing to put in an hour to lining up, you probably could get into the overflow section. So, um, you know, I wasn't super con- – I mean, when we first got our reservation back for the two of us, this one, <laughs> these two shows, I was kind of excited about the musical presentation. Although, like I said, since it, since it went like, – like, it was already going to be – we can see most of this, but we might have to skirt out. But when they pushed it back, we just couldn't go to that. So – um, you know, all right, we missed out on, you know, most of the things I put first were giveaways and, um, I put a couple meet and greets. I had a few panels in there. Um, I think I did sign up pretty high on the list for this musical, um, presentation, but I don't think I even signed up for the princesses at all. So reservations didn't work out that well for us, but you know, Julie and I were really following our nose this whole, this whole expo. Anyways, we weren't really, didn't have our head in the game because I'm teaching a new class this year. It came right in the beginning of school year. Like, you know, these expos that start at the end of summer, you know, they're fine. Whenever they do it is fine, but it doesn't really work great for me. When they used to have it in July, that was much more energetic time of my of my life. So I could focus on it a little bit more, but it was fine. I had a good time. So we'll talk about that as we go forward. But as far as reservations go, you know, eh, didn't use them. <laughs> Now, we, we should also, uh, even though you didn't get reservations to this, we found it actually easy to walk into a couple of panels. Um, Julie, we also um, walked into the 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 panel about Walt's plane. And I'm sorry, I don't have the exact name of it. It seems like they took off the schedule. Off the, I was trying to look up the, um, the expo app, and they've already taken off the schedule. Yeah. And we were able to walk into that panel. So I think it yeah. was a lot easier also, especially for the, except for the ones in Hall D23. Let's, let's just say that off the bat. Even though you didn't have reservations, there was still room, even in the Muppets one, I think that we went to, there was still room behind us. So was it the Muppets one or the Santa Claus the, one? The Santa, the Santa Claus, Claus one. The there was still room. One, yeah. Okay. The Muppets yeah. one had um, quite the standby line. I think we walked past. I don't know. It wasn't even half of the standby line. They were starting to send people downstairs into that overflow morning room, which. And then say this was in the premiere stage, which is actually mm-hmm. in a. This was not there in previous expo. So this was way mm-hmm. on the opposite side of Hall mm-hmm. D23. You're, you're basically out on Catella. Pretty much. Yes. So that was I thought it was an interesting stage, though. It was, and it was a big stage too. I think they said it was like thirty seven hundred seats, which is not yeah. small. No, it was big. It was big. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we did. We walked into the Waltz Plane, which was interesting. And then on Saturday, we also walked into the Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, the mm, little preview yes, that they yes. did, and we saw Lawrence Fishburne, which was kind of exciting. And then we previewed what. I thought was going to be a 20 minute episode and it turned out to be 
like a 45 minute episode, <laughs> which wasn't bad. It was very cute. I'd say overall, the random selection process for us this year, um, I prefer it to other ways it has been done. Um, I did not luck out in the last expo with the first come first serve. So for me, I thought this was a much less stressful way of getting what you needed. And maybe it's just because it just happened to fall into our favor that it worked. But um, even if I only got one panel, I would have been ahead of the game from last expo. So I hope they continue that kind of process. Maybe tweak it on their end and how the algorithm goes with what's chosen. Um, especially if you didn't choose that and you're still getting something. But yeah. I would say I would have been disappointed if I hadn't got gotten panels, all panels, okay. and had ended up getting like one of the giveaways or the, the talent centrals. I kind of hope that they don't, maybe, uh, maybe for that, I don't think it should be part of that initial reservation system. I think that should be handled on the day at those booths, maybe do a virtual queue there on the day. I like I don't, it. I like it. I don't I don't think it should be part of the the initial reservation system. Right, because there's were there were uh, some talent signings that we wanted to get, which obviously mm-hmm. we didn't get any because we just talked about we just got all panels and there was some giveaways that we did not get a reservation for. However, that seemed to work in our advantage, not our advantage. That also seemed to work for us too. I don't know if the stars were aligned for us for this expo, but it just seemed like things were falling into better place, even though we had reservations or not. So um, I don't know. Call it luck. Call it expo luck. Maybe we won the expo. I don't know, but it, it worked. Yeah, yeah. We did. We did end up just kind of hanging around a couple of the places or just getting in a standby mm-hmm. line. Um, for the the talent signings, and f- I would say ninety five percent of the time we were successful in what we were trying to do. Right. I think the I think the times, most of the times, excuse me, that we were not successful is that all of a sudden we realized we were coming up against something else that we needed to do, and I think mm-hmm. we got out of line out of something, or we didn't go see Leonard Malton like we wanted because that was conflicting with something else that we were trying to do. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, I'm cool with it. I think we got a lot of good autographs and we got the yeah. pennant giveaway, which we, we were did. not, we were not expecting whatsoever. But that one, that one took some patience mm-hmm. and not creepy hovering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. obvious hovering. <laughs> Correct. Um, and let's just say we did not cheat in any way. They did open it up to standby. They mm-hmm. waited a good amount of time for the people to come to reservations. And we just kind of happened to know some movement uh, were happening. Mm-hmm. And they opened up the gates. And there we they went. Had, yeah. And they had more than enough. Yes. Yes, they did. Because I think even some people came that had reservations. And they obviously gave them their um, yeah. product first. Yeah. Why don't we talk a little bit about our panels, Tina? Um, did you learn anything from any of them that you wanted to share? Oh, if I can remember, because it seems like so long ago um, and I was melting because it was so hot. Mm-hmm. Um, but we learned some really good. I, I mean, there were some really good nuggets in all of these, quite frankly, but um, I really, we started off great with the Sounds Delightful um, and Illustrated Audio Adventure. It was an adventure with Stasia Martin. Mm-hmm. 
it, mm-hmm. it's the stuff that she was showing was so deep. I would really love for them to do something like this on Disney Plus. I know oh, they've yeah. done some like, you know, rides or specials on Disney Plus. I would really like for them to get into the music like the old time records, commercials. She sold she she was um uh, showing a lot of, not a lot, but quite a few um, r- records that were distributed to radios and how they distributed them, distributed them, can't talk, and what they would use, what track they would use if it was a 30-second track, a 60-second track, or I think it was even shorter, a 15-second track. Mm-hmm. And she was playing those commercials, and it was really funny because the voices were being used in the commercials, and then all of a sudden it would break into talking about the upcoming special of whatever was being shown. I really dug that. I thought that was really cool. And I know there were some people that were associated with the movies and the commercials. And forgive me, I cannot recall their names now. I think you took better notes on this, Julia, than I did because I took none. Um, But just those little nuggets. um, I I just, it was, that was, that was a good panel. And I, we actually saw Stacia, Stacia, Martin on the floor and I got the chance to tell her how much um, we enjoyed or I enjoyed that um, that panel. So that was a good start. So next also then we had the Mickey Mouse Club later on that th- yeah. afternoon. And now okay, this was past my Disney Channel viewing days. So I didn't know much what was going on. But it was still fun to hear the stories. And this was your yeah. jam, right? Yeah, I was pretty excited <laughs> um, to see this one. Um I didn't write down. It was it was a significant amount of the cast that that came out, mm-hmm. um, which was nice to see. And then we later that day were able to do the standby line to meet them at Talent Central, yes. which was which was nice. And they were all so nice, and very. everybody at Talent Central was very nice and took their sweet time. Yes, with um the guests, which is great. Unless you're in that standby line and not guaranteed to get in there. Then it's a little nerve wracking. But <laughs> no shade. They were enjoying their fans. Everybody was happy. And then we also um, we went to the Waltz Plane um, panel. And there is a documentary coming out soon. So I won't go too much into there. So I'm sure it'll be on Disney+. Plus. At some point, they didn't give any kind of release date. All they said was coming soon. And we should um, also so mention that if you didn't get a chance to see Walt's plane at the expo, it is heading to Palm Springs to the Air Museum mm-hmm. and going to be on display there for quite some time. So if we're yeah. out in Palm Springs area. And and like I say, exciting. and that special is coming out on Disney Plus, right? I think so. I would be surprised. And then, yeah, so Tina and I had a pretty spectacular Friday. I'm trying to think what else there was that we did. Oh, goodness. It's all such a blur now. And I was going to get on to the, uh, by the way, I was going to get onto the app. They've already taken down the schedule because on the app, you were able to, um, you know, check off what you wanted to do, set up your own schedule and everything. So I had started um, doing that at the expo to remind me uh, what we had done. And that schedule is already down. So I apologize for so not being more specific. Yeah. You're still finding that app to be quite unhelpful to you. It was um, very frustrating <laughs> for a Samsung user. <laughs> uh, sometimes the schedule would come up. Sometimes it wouldn't. And now it's gone altogether. They've moved on. They've moved on. So that's how we ended our day. And I don't think... Did we go into the park? We did. 
We did because we had yes. a reservation. So we did yes. end up going to Disneyland for for dinner and then dragging ourselves back home to the hotel. Yes. For another early day the next day, which we should have known better. <laughs> that Saturday is always the craziest day of the weekend because um, that's when they usually have their biggest studio panel that everybody is super excited about and everybody that couldn't be there on Friday is there on Saturday. But what I was most looking forward to on Saturday was the Muppets Christmas Carol 30th anniversary. I don't know how excited Tina was for this, but she went with it. Um, it's the Muppets. You. Of course I'm excited. Oh, don't get me wrong. I don't remember. I couldn't quote you anything from the movie, but a Muppet, oh. a Muppet is a Muppet. I mean, come on. How can you not love Muppets? And yeah, was it Dave Goltz was there? Dave Goltz. Bri- he's have, always good. Was the, the So the panel was Brian Henson, who directed the film. Paul Williams, who oh, Yes, that's right. Paul Dave Williams. Goals. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Dave Goles, who is the amazing Muppeteer um, who does Gonzo, who is kind of the the main Muppet of that movie. Um, and Polly Smith, who did all of the uh, costumes for the movie. And it was hosted by Nina West, which was an interesting choice. I don't quite understand the Nina West Disney tie, but she was everywhere that weekend. Um, and she and did you can tell job. she was a super fan. Didn't she have a yeah. Kermit dress on? It had like I'm, little yeah. Kermits all over it. Yes. yes. So, so props yes, to the outfit. Did. Yeah. So like I said, this one was very popular and the standby line was miles long, thousands of people deep. I don't know how many people it was. They sat us because we had a reservation so we didn't have to worry. But because the standby line was so long, it started a good 20 minutes late yeah but one thing that they talked about during this panel that i did want to mention which i believe is something that you talked about pretty extensively on nostalgia jeff um with jeff curdy about the song when love is gone and it being removed from Mm -hmm. the movie Mm -hmm. do you recall that Oh, yeah, it's Brian. been a long, long time. But yeah, we talked about <laughs> lots of... Yeah, I, I believe so. What did you, I'm, I presume you learned some information. Yes, oh, we yeah. did. Brian Henson gave us the, the story as to why this is the way it is. Um, so when they were having a, uh, a preview with um, an audience of just regular people of the movie, Jeffrey Katzenberg wanted to cut that song completely because he noticed that four kids went to the bathroom during that part of the movie. (laughs) So we just thought that it didn't work at all. (laughs) That needed to go. The test audience didn't like it. It would be a better movie without it. Um, Well, Brian Henson didn't want to do that. um, So he compromised and removed it from the theatrical release um, with the promise that it would be included on all home releases because you can do whatever you want at home when the movie's on. But when they did that, they cut out the song from from the negative of the movie. And when they were going to make HD um, versions of the movie, they couldn't find that part to add it back in. So a different print of the movie has been found and it includes that song. So starting on December 11th of this year, a new HD version of the movie is going to be uploaded to Disney Plus and it's going to be complete with that song. So just in time for the actual 30th anniversary of the movie, will that movie be complete and everybody can enjoy 
this song or go to the bathroom. <laughs> um, but to celebrate that, they actually had Jody Benson come out to sing the song. And it was funny because she came out and she told the story that Katzenberg wanted to remove part of your world from Little Mermaid because a four-year-old dropped his popcorn during that during the song and he just was picking up every kernel of popcorn instead of listening to the movie um so she could relate to brian henson's dilemma of katzenberg wanting to remove an emotional song from the movie which was cute can you imagine little mermaid without that song i just no so that was that was fun to hear and then for the santa clauses there was an awful lot of alien references that tim (laughs) allen made (laughs) Like a lot, and not not oh, just quite. aliens in general in outer space. No, the movie, yeah, aliens. Yep. I don't I don't remember how it got started, but then it just it just kept. He, first of all, he was hilarious. Yeah, he's funny, and it, it just kept snowballing. Then he would talk about aliens and the movie and parts of the movie, and then he would talk about it the the series being filmed in the North Pole in front of Royal mm-hmm. Santa Claus, and it just kept like snowballing into the story every time he heard something or referenced something it kept adding to the story of where it was filmed and who it was filmed with including the baby in the audience so i think i think um we're all excited to see that show when it premieres on disney plus yes believe in november november 16th sticks out in my mind um and a lot of the original cast is coming back um and they're bringing back as many characters as they can it sounds like while still building the lore of santa claus which is exciting right it sounds like more and more characters will be added as seasons or episode goes so if you don't see someone you like you might want to stay tuned you never know if you're going to see them in the, in the future and then they also mentioned that his real his daughter in the show is his real life daughter which i didn't realize she was an actress so i don't really follow yeah. him that much but that, i thought that was really cute mm-hmm. and how she actually earned her spot in the show and not just giving it to it because who who she was yeah so, it was good Another yeah. good another good one. Another good one. Sunday. I think the only panel did we only do one panel? We only did think we only so. did the Disney we only did. We only went to see um one show on Sunday, which was the Disney Princess. It used to be the Disney Princess Party, but they don't call it that anymore. They just the call Disney it Disney Princess. Princess the concert. Thank you. Um, And it was spectacular. People were crying. (laughs) It was great. They never disappoint those princesses. No, it was good. So you now we've seen them in concert a couple of times Mm -hmm. um, um, outside of the expo as well as at the expo. So if you do get a chance, it is definitely something to see. Yes. And they they are still touring. So Mm -hmm. there is still time to to catch them. So, yeah, why don't we talk about the show floor, which is where Jeff mostly spent his time. Yeah, I spent most of the expo. I, I Most of all expos, I prefer the show floor. I, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like I've said on your podcast as well as Nostalgia, I'm primarily a collector. That's my my entry into Disney. So, you know, I, I know a lot of Disney history and I've... um come to be aware of a lot of Disney history by my um through my collecting essentially you know so um I 
usually focus on that. And especially this year, like I said, Julia and I didn't have any plan. That's why I was mildly disappointed in the results of the reservations, but not really, because I knew mostly Julia and I were there, you know, to just kind of follow our nose and see what see what there was to see. So we spent, you know, we spent an inordinate amount of time, or at least I did in just the um, Ravensburger line. So (laughs) I guess I can tell that story a a little bit because it was maybe the Maybe the longest, the the biggest bulk of what I did at the expo, <laughs> but we we got in line um, about six thirty on Saturday. You know, trying to, we figured that's when would be a good time to get in line, so <laughs> we did. And of course, as you kind of alluded to, there were lots of people already in line. You could officially get in line at four thirty. There were probably a couple hundred people diehard that just lined up overnight. And I'll tell you later on the difference it makes between you know the overnight. Versus the 4.30 versus the 6.30 versus the let's just wake up and go and show up at 8 or 9, right? So, there's there's differences in all of that, even though the expo opens to everyone at 9 o'clock a.m. So, Saturday, we got up, you know, we asked, I think we asked you guys, when are you going to get there? 6.30? Oh, we'll try to do that, too. So, we got there about 6.30 in a big line. You guys were a couple rows ahead of us, so we just sat down and we were just kind of hanging out. And the girl behind me seemed, seemed friendly, so I kind of asked her what she was up to and she said, um, well, one of her goals for today was to get the Lorcana cards because she tried on Friday and she had walked by there in the morning and it was, you know, uh, not much going on at their booth. So she decided to go do some other stuff. Then she came back after lunch and the cards she wanted were sold out. But the guy told her, but we're, we're selling 300 sets a day. So come back tomorrow. So tomorrow was Saturday when we were there with her at 630 in the morning. So she was trying again. And she said, you know, I don't know if we're, if any of us are here early enough. Cause she was also, she was kind of half trying for this. She also was, um, maybe going to meet someone to go into the Marvel panel, uh, which ended up about an hour later. He made it just in time to get in the, the queue for that. So she took off to go uh, watch the Marvel panel, but she was, um, you know, she kind of was giving us all this, the story about the new game that Ravensburger was going to be producing. And, you know, I'm not a TCG guy. I don't play magic, the gathering or, uh, you know, but none, none of that really do. I know I'm not, not a, not a card game guy. Right. So she said, well, you know, just, just at least go to the booth and get the little free Mickey mouse card they're giving out. Cause people are like, selling them for hundreds of dollars on ebay like it's you get this card and then you know it's worth tons of money and i said oh okay so then she went to be with her friend you know to go watch the marvel thing and julie and i were kind of talking to ourselves, you know like seems a little bit hard to believe that you know the giveaway would be worth so much money maybe a limited edition something but just the giveaway so we went on to went on to the ebay and looked around and sure enough this mickey mouse card that supposedly you get for free just for scanning your um badge was selling for like two hundred dollars three hundred dollars so we said you know what let's line up and go to that booth because we maybe we can get the card she's talking about for sure i want to get this mickey mouse card right so we so we we went into the expo at nine when it opened. We were in the second wave with you guys, right? We and we got in there onto the floor and we went and looked for that booth. And it turned out that the line had started. The people that knew what to do could quickly cut over through the front of the expo and figure out where the line was going to end. But we walked all the way up to the booth and then back around, followed the line, and it cut off right before we could get into the line. So we didn't get in line to get the cards because they cut off the line. They wouldn't let anyone else line up. So we went off with you guys and checked out a few different things on the floor. You guys can talk about that in a minute. I'll just finish the story quick. 
Then after a while, after a couple hours, I said, you know what? I'm going to go back. I think Julia came with me. We decided to go back and stand in that line um, just in case who we didn't know. We just thought, let's go stand in that line, at least get this Mickey Mouse card that everyone is flipping on eBay because, you know, who doesn't want to get a couple hundred dollar bills in your hand? So we went and got in line and it turned out they were still selling those cards up until, I mean, we weren't super close, but if we had hung around at the back of the line till they opened it up again and then quick got in, I think we might have been able to get there in time to get a set of the cards because they kept selling them and selling them. I would say 50 or 60 people in front of us, they finally sold out. So it wasn't super close, but you know, we had taken an hour or so or maybe a couple hours off in the middle there. So we got our Mickey Mouse card and our pin. Um, we got in line and had them signed by the creators of the game. The game is called Lorcana. It's a new, I mean, no one knows much about it because it's not coming out till next fall. It's a whole year in advance notice here. And they released the first six cards at the Disney D23 Expo. Plus they released a special bonus card, right? So that's all that exists of Lorcana. Like there's not much other than, you know, speculation, a buzz, and these cards, which are highly reminiscent of Magic the Gathering cards, right? So obviously a trading card game. Um, and they're very beautiful cards and the artwork is compelling. It's beautiful. Um, Ravensburger is the company that produces the villains game or villainous game, which has exploded in popularity. There's like seven or eight different versions of villainous. So, um, if you, that's who the company that's putting together Lorcana is. So, uh, we got them signed. We got in line then. Where were we? Where did we meet up with you guys again? I don't think so. We got in line for something else. And while we were in that line, it's kind of a long line. Oh, it was to go into the Imagineering store, Mickey's right. of Glendale. So we got in line for that. It was about once you get, so that's a, that's a whole process itself. At six in the morning, you have to quick get a reservation. And I don't know how fast those sold out, but then once you had your reservation, they'd call you at a certain time during the day when your reservation came up and then you had an hour or no, you had like half an hour to get in line. And then the line itself was another half hour to, to an hour, depending on how long it got. So that was its, its own bit of, you know, tribulation to get in there. But I spent most of the time making an eBay listing for one of our signed cards. And before, and we put it on eBay. I had no problem flipping this. We sold it, I will say for $275, which was a good, 25 to 50 dollars less than the signed cards we're already selling for on ebay so it flipped it sold in about seven minutes from when we listed it and we don't feel bad and we saw that our seller flipped it around and she was also listing it for 500 dollars. so she quick it it became a secondary flip i don't know if it sold yet because that's a little above the the price that it was going for at the time so you know, she might have even, she might eventually get it or have gotten it. I don't know, but we were fine with it because we, we didn't care. We wanted to, to sell it quick and feel like we, you know, succeeded. So that's what I did in line for me in case of Glendale, which was okay. Cause there wasn't much in there for me. Um, unfortunately, uh, did you guys go into the Mickey's of Glendale? Uh, not the main store, the pen store, but I did get into the expo store, um, with your wife, Julia on the third day, that which actually is the only one I was really interested in anyway. So okay. I have no idea what the products were in the other stores. Yeah. I, I didn't, I wasn't that super thrilled. I mean, there was Disney paper. I don't know if you know that theme. It's like line drawings of Disney castles or something. They had a whole line of sweatshirts and shirts based on that. They had the Muppets Haunted Mansion, which was the highlight of the place, except for all the large shirts sold out before the morning of Saturday. So the, all they had was small shirts. So huh. we bought one um, because it was like, it's a, it's a, um, what do you call it? Like a luau shirt, a party shirt, you know? So it's, you know, 
it maybe would fit on me, but it would look, you know, like a small shirt. So if nothing else, Julia Sun can wear it someday. He might be a little small for it right now, but not much. He's getting pretty big. So anyway, we bought one of those just because. And it was the the purple eye wallpaper, but with the Muppet eyes instead nice. of, you know, the Haunted Mansion eyes. And what else? Uh, and then they just had, you know, they had a whole section based on Mickey's Runaway Railway um, coming up. Lots of shirts and things about the the insides of that, like the, um, what's the name of the, the theater that's down in Hollywood, Disney's theater? Um, Capitan. The Capitan, yeah. So they have the Capitoon, El Capitoon Theater. I think <laughs> that's in Mickey's Runaway Railway. So, you know, they had lots of different items based on, on that kind of thing. So, and then just general Imagineering 70th anniversary stuff. So it was okay. It was cool to look around. Nothing I saw that I really wanted, but I was okay because I was still happy from the flip we made. So to really to end this story really quickly, um, the next day we got there at four thirty in the morning because Julie and I both said like we're getting these cards. I think we even convinced you guys like you got to get these cards because meanwhile the set of six cards that was on sale you know, in a limited edition of 300, they were only starting to sell for more and more and more money. By Saturday morning, when we were all waiting in line, they were selling for $2,000, $2,200. A couple sets sold for $2,500. Some of some people that got really unlucky with their eBay auctions had to let them go for like sixteen or $1,700. But they were selling for mostly around two grand, right? So we said, it's just like throwing money away not to at least try to get these cards because I, you know, every day exponentially, the number of people that heard about the, you know, that there's this card set that you can get and it's worth a ton of money went up. So Friday, like I said, that girl, you know, at the beginning of the day, they still had some and there wasn't anything going on at the booth. By Saturday, like I just said, you know, about 10 or 11, they sold out. We maybe could have got back in the line and got a set. Well, by Sunday. It was wild. (laughs) We got in line at, I think about 4.30, we met and the line was already out on the street um, and then once we made it into through security and down into the the part of the line where you could actually line up for the different halls of the expo, the hall that Ravensburger was in was basically already two thirds full, if not completely full, because by the time we got in that line, they didn't really let anybody else into that part of the line. Um, so we kind of hemmed and hawed. Once we got in there and Jeff, I think you ended up lining up in B and then Julia and I went and lined up in C. Yeah. So, so I lined up for a different hall because all the halls are connected. um, But the C hall is where all the merchants, basically most of the merchants are. And that's where Ravensburger was. The B hall was mostly the corporate, um, the, the corporate faces of Disney. So Hulu and Marvel and, you know, the archives, all those are in the B hall, right? So I had to decide because the B hall had a very short line, almost, you know, I don't know, a couple dozen people in front of me versus the C hall where everyone was obviously lining up to get these cards <laughs> it was like full. And even in the B hall, the people in front of me were all talking about like, well, we're here to get the cards, but should we get in line, you know, in this line or that line? And the Disney, the people that were managing the lines were telling us, we're not going to just let you go in and then run across the building. That's not how we're going to do it. We're going to let you go in, but you're going to have to 
stop in the center before you can get into Hall C, and we're going to wait until everyone from Hall C's line has been able to process into Hall C, then we'll let you cross over. So we all just had to kind of, you know, there were people kind of weighing the odds that they'd be overrun or unable to kind of manage you know what i mean like they were most people around me were kind of just trying to figure out what are they gonna how are they gonna do that and are we gonna be able to buck that system or you know get past them or not and so i decided well we have to divide and conquer so i said i'll get in this hall b line and you two you two julias you go get in line for the the real building and we'll see what happens and the whole time i was and this was 4 30 in the morning and it didn't open till nine so it was a long time to be on my lonesome bottom on the hard concrete floor but you know thank you julia for passing me a butt pad for halfway through you know i the whole time was thinking you guys are going to get it but i just you know we have to try this to cover all the bases we possibly can. From what I could tell that happened, Julie and I were in kind of the second wave of C that was let in. So what they would do every morning is those A, B, and C lines, they would take the first part of the line and then line up everybody in front of the doors for each hall and one by one let everybody in. That first wave of C, I think they did let in first. And whoever had a booth on that part of the hall it didn't matter if you worked for disney or it, if or what you were doing crowd control um so by the time julie and i were being let in they wouldn't just let us cut into where we knew the line was going to be the end of the line was going to be they made us go down the center aisle and then go all the way around and then walk back around to get to the end of the line by the time we did that, they had cut it off about five people ahead of us. Yeah, so so I'll say this all took place in about, I would say, six or seven minutes. So yeah. once they opened Hall C and B, of course, I went with everyone else about two-thirds of the way down the hall. We were kind of trying to test it and see, like, maybe the further you get, the less likely they are to hold you. But that wasn't the case. There were four cast members looking very severely serious about their job, <laughs> you know, standing there. Not that they could have really held back a crowd, but they were trying to, you know, let you know, we do not want you to go past us. So people were most more or less ex respecting this. Now, the guy that I had kind of been standing with most of the time, a group of people that had some kind of deluxe pass walked through the whole thing from Hall A through B, and they went through to C, and he kind of whipped around, and because it was kind of... They went through and they let them through, but you could tell they were saying, like, this isn't where they're supposed to be. They're supposed to go a different direction. So he just jumped in that group and walked in with them. Whether or not they let him get in line, I don't know, because he didn't have the C wristband on, but probably they didn't matter by then. At any rate, so that guy got through. But most of us were standing there waiting. They finally let, at some point, I would say about five minutes after nine, they let us cross into um, C. And then we all, of course, almost everyone, it felt to me like every single person that got there that early was making a beeline for a Ravensburger booth. And we we had to actually do the same thing as you. I think they made everyone walk down to the booth, circle it, then walk back and find where the line ended. So I had to do that, too. Um, I just fortunately, I was only there. You're, you're I was only there about two minutes before you guys. Like I had gotten yeah. line. Um, so it was close. We were in that first wave of people that they let in. Yeah, it was close between when you got in as the second wave of C and when I got in as the first wave of B. Very close. Because um, I got in that line and I looked for you guys and it wasn't maybe a couple, two minutes, I think, before you guys walked by. I saw you walk by 
I don't know if I think Julia saw me at the right the last minute before you went all the way through. So, um, and then you know there was a possibility in the hullabaloo that maybe I could have had you join me because some people were joining the line for quite a while, but you could tell that wasn't really what they was <laughs> were hoping would happen. You know because. You know, we're talking about a thousand thousand dollars worth of collectible per person or two thousand. You know, it wasn't it was remarkably calm considering everyone, I believe, knew that was the case. And there were a lot of security around to make sure. But, you know, knowing that the how much these things were selling for, it was there could have been some serious fights about, hey, you weren't in this line. Yeah, I was, you know, while I was in the bathroom. No, you weren't. You know, I could have seen people getting quite righteously upset about this and i don't know what it was like when they cut off the line how mad people got back there but um yeah i got in it and got in line and then they even told me at the part of line where i was they said you might not be within the first 300 people we're going to hand out wristbands this was the first day they did it by wristbands i said so we you know we were like okay but they did have plenty of wristbands to get past me and a little further down the, the row so i got my wristband i would say from 4 30 in the morning i think it was about 10 30 when i finally walked through and paid for my set of lore kind of cards. So yeah, I got them. <laughs> I got the set of six cards and I had it signed and then I went and found you guys. So um, that was most of my expo, to be honest. So I've talked long enough about it, but that's because frankly, that was the largest part of the time I spent and the most success I had at the expo. And I was happy to do it because, you know, it's not every day. First of all, it's just fun to be the person that gets the hot thing. Cause I never, have at any expo been the guy that got the hot thing. I have bought a couple of the hottish things before for lots of money afterwards, but I've never been, you know, a- aware of and able to get there in time to be the person that got the hot thing. And this time I was. So that was cool in itself. It was also cool to watch the guys at the, at the, and the, and the women, the men and women of, um, Raven's Burger because they were just, you could tell thrilled to death. And they also had to run their own security and lines and, but they were also start selling and welcoming you and signing everything, you know, as the creators. And so you could just see the overwhelmed kind of what's going on on their face. So that was kind of neat. And um, I talked to him a couple of times in line. I talked to the guy, I said, did you expect this to happen? And he said, well, you know, if you can ever expect something like this, then you're a millionaire. Like the people that expect these kind of things and have a sixth sense about it, they, they can turn that into money. He said, we, well, they knew there was a buzz about their game, but no one, you know, you don't know what that means. You never know what that means, right? So, yeah, I was excited. Of course, I didn't keep it, couldn't keep something like that. It's not from my point of view to for when I could use that money for things like my daughter's trips, school trips and things to like just keep it. So we flipped it again the same day. Actually, we didn't even have to flip it. The girl who bought our card said, are you going to be getting, you know, a set of those cards? And we said, I really hope to. And she said, oh, man, you know. Will you hold it for me? I would love to buy it. And again, like we sold it for a good $200 less than they were selling for on eBay regularly. So, you know, we weren't trying to rip her off or anything like, and we knew she was flipping. We already knew she was flipping the other card. So we assumed she was going to try to sell this for more, but we just wanted to quickly get this, you know, make our $2,000 for the expo and be like, we had no idea that was going to happen. So it was just overall, um, just an amazing great thing that happened to us, but it did take up the majority of my expo um, experience. So really the next biggest thing I did was what, as soon as I came and found you guys at lunchtime, Julia, and we, we watched a panel that I'll let you talk about. But other than that, um, 
that's kind of my expo report, more or less. Um, so why don't you guys, I'm sorry I talked so long. Why don't you guys fill in the rest of the show floor information that you have? Well, since you mentioned it, Jeff, um, we did. We watched the 20th anniversary celebration for Kim Possible that was in the Disney Plus Bundle Arena. I think that's what they were calling that section of the show floor. Um, and Christy Carlson Romano and Will Friedle were there and they talked about doing the Kim Possible thing and their new podcast and their little talent search that they're doing. Um, so that was kind of fun to see. And it was funny how many, I mean, that was a popular, I bet it was one of their most popular events in that little um, pavilion because the f- carpet was crammed full of Kim Possible fans. Mm-hmm. Yep. Quite a few Kim Possibles out there in the crowd too, so. It was fun. <laughs> what were some of your other favorite? Uh... Well, we did. Look, we should also. I think we all met Eric Robinson. So let's talk about. Let's mention him because he's a friend of mine and he's an amazing Disney artist. And I know he's been away from Disney for a while. He was super popular with Disney in the eighties and nineties. Nineties, um, I guess. He went from Imagineering to kind of becoming a pop artist that Disney just they loved everything he did. So. From the mid nineties to, to early two thousands, he was ubiquitous in the Disney parks. He had a, sp- a famous, um, exhibition of a hundred Mickey Mouses that he painted. He painted a hundred different Mickey Mouses and they put them all on display in the Disney gallery up, up above pirates. Or I think they were all on display there. And then you could also buy prints and merchandise and all kinds of stuff. So, um, and then he took a break from that. He left Disney for a while, did his own stuff. He was art director over at t-shirt company in Hawaii and, um, just, you know, doing, and I, I, he maybe still is over there. I'm not sure, but he's definitely doing Disney artwork again. So, um, it was just cool to see him at the expo because, you know, we've been friends. He's been on Mousology a couple of times and we've been friends for years, but it was just neat to have a chance to like say hi. And the first time, the first day, Julia and I, I think you guys were in line for another talent meet and greet, I think. And Julia and I, my wife and I got in line to see Eric and we were the last ones in his line. So it was kind of cool because they were kind of rushing. But I knew he would take a second when he saw who we were. So I wasn't, you know, I could tell they were kind of apologizing a little bit like, oh, you know, he might be, you know, it's you're kind of getting at the end. But he, you know, was happy to see us. And so that was fun. And he drew everyone a little Mickey Mouse. He drew us a picture of Mickey Mouse and signed the prints they were giving away, which were one of his kind of digital paintings of Mickey Mouse. So it was super cool. What did you, So you guys went to see him another day. We saw him Sunday, and he was—he had a different print. So you got the print. You got the castle print, I think, on Saturday, correct? Well, we got the Mickey Mouse on yeah, Saturday. We got the castle print. We got the castle print. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank goodness. I was—I I can't I can even remember. It's still in my room. You haven't emptied your—you haven't emptied your poster <laughs> tube yet, okay. Tina. Okay. Okay. Funny story. I get to the hotel, right? I don't bother opening my poster tube until I get to the hotel. For some reason, I decide to open it, and inside is still all the posters and the lithographs we got from the last expo. (laughs) So surprise. (laughs) They were kept nice and safe. Uh, So, yes. So I I haven't opened my poster tube since I've gotten back. (laughs) That's funny. But yeah, he was actually, he was, all the talent sign was very nice, but it was really neat seeing him because I had not uh, had anything signed by him. Um, I know I've listened to him on Mostelgia several times or how many times he was on there. But so it was really nice to actually meet him. And um, the castle print is actually very beautiful. So it's super cool. Yeah. 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 Definitely frameable. So, Julia, why don't you talk about the other talent meet and greets that you guys did? 
Well, we ended up doing several of them. The only one that we struck out on was um, Andrea Stasia. And I think you mentioned, Tina, that we it was kind of butting up against something else that we were planning on doing. We ended up meeting the Mouseketeers, which was fun. Um, we ended up... Did they sign something? What else did we do? They did, yeah. yeah so cards. they just they, yeah, they signed all these different cards, and unfortunately, I can't read any of their names. Yeah. So that will be lost to history, probably. <laughs> um, uh, the ambassadors, also, the Disney, the original yeah. Disneyland ambassador was there, um, which I've always wanted to meet yeah, her. Met yep. Ju- Julie Reem Casalato is that her name? Mm-hmm. We met the first ambassador to Walt Disney World. Who is now Tina's best friend? Did you did you I have friend not, her on Facebook, I have not, Tina? I have not friended her on Facebook yet. I haven't posted my picture though. I will. Why not? And Why we not? met. And we met the um, Disney ambassador who was the ambassador when Walt Disney died. And they were all so. Oh sweet. my gosh! Oh my gosh! They, they were, were like so nice. They they could they could have talked to us longer, but that that point they were starting to rush people through. And yeah. I think one of them even kind of they gave them the keep, look. And there's she's like she's like no. you're like Debbie. She's like I know I know, but she's like I have to hug everybody. <laughs> like okay, she was a hugger, which I'm a hugger, so it was great. <laughs> and then we also met the voices of the voices of yeah. Mowgli and the little girl Mo- Mowgli and the girl from the Jungle Book Mowgli um, I call him Mowgli I always do that every time we talk about the Jungle Book Mowgli it's Mowgli Mowgli, Mowgli. I know it's Mowgli and um, Tina and I ended up being the last two that ended up in that line so that was that Whew. was exciting yes, yeah um, spoke a little bit to them over there and they wanted to just have their signings at their booth which i think is how they've done it in the past but the expo was like no you have to go through talent central well i was wondering because one of my biggest disappointments at the expo was that the the disney music emporium had no signings and yeah. their their spot was so much smaller than usual wow. um, i was wondering maybe maybe they weren't allowed to have signings at their booth either yeah it's really hard to say you know now we should say that they did have records that were already pre-signed um but they sold out quickly yeah on the first day yeah, yeah. and i was like oh maybe they'll they'll put more, more out they did not yeah they so. did not hold things a lot of the booths and something i appreciate is that a lot of booths like especially the big corp company booths like funko and mm-hmm. like i've been talking about raven's um burger they hold stuff, right? right? So that every day is like a new day. Um, they'll sell a certain amount and then that's it. Also, the the Imagining store didn't do that either. Like they sold out of all those great Haunted Mansion shirts immediately. And then all you had was small. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it, it would be nice if they would, if they know they have a three-day expo, if they would kind of, you know, spread the joy a little bit. But companies don't want to hold merchandise, you know. they If they're not certain it's going to sell, then... What's the point of holding it? So I kind of see both sides of that. So on the floor too, by the way, I don't. I, and there was no way for us to see all the booths. In fact, I'm coming back looking at people's Facebook pe- feeds, and I'm like, wait a minute, where were they giving that out? Where were they giving this out? You, even though we only had one panel each between me and Julia, there was no way we covered everything in those three days. There was things that we missed, but. We, um, to me, I'm just trying to be grateful for the things that we did run into, that we did catch, that we're able to get. 
Um, because if you start thinking about all the things that you missed, which we did, um, you'd be upset, but I'm not going to. So there were so many booths, so many giveaways. It, it's just, it's a lot. Yeah. So much, and they so were, much. there were some really cool inventive giveaways and a lot of mm-hmm. normal trade show stuff, like lots of mm-hmm. different pens and, you know, pins and pens. But, but I liked that the National Geographic or the, I guess it was Disney Adventures by Disney, I think was the booth that was giving away the National Geographic reprints from the, yes. The epi- the National Geographic magazine that had the um co- the I think it was, stories it was National Geographic. You sure? Yeah. Okay, so it was National Geographic, but they were giving away copies of the magazine that had Disneyland in it reprints. Oh, is that what that was? <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I haven't opened. You didn't open. I it? haven't opened it. It's all Disney stuff. I stuck my um my autographs in there, so they want to get messed up. Does that count? No. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Cool. I will eventually unpack all my stuff. I have not. My cats are playing in the bags as we speak, um, but that's about all that's going on. Yeah, it's always the fun game afterward. But what do I do with this now? My favorite giveaway was from Besame Cosmetics. They were giving away like kind of a three-dimensional flocked cardboard raven, magnetic cardboard Maleficent's raven. Which you I'm, saw a lot of people wearing that. That Sleeping Beauty, yeah, is my favorite. Maleficent, I adore. So I was very excited to get that, and I am gonna find space for that in my in my display case. <laughs> and it's now, now it, we're talking about it's a little paper raven. Um, no, it's more. It's like a, one of those magnetic little shoulder sitter things, and then it's a really thick cardstock, and it has what. That felt on it? Not felt. What's that called? It's, it's like a like, velvet it's, kind of it thing? It feels like velvet. It's probably yeah, velvet, no, it's, it feels like velvet. Not, you were right at first. It's called, it's fl- flocking is what that's called. Flocking, they, thank you. Yeah, yes. yeah. It was, it it's was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a and nice little. And then by little... the third day, we were, they were giving out lip gloss to D23 um, gold members. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I ended up with three of those. <laughs> so a good expo was had by all, it sounds. It was. Yeah. I mean, Tina had a few wrap up. Yeah, let's questions. let's do it. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not going to be dedicated just to the expo. It was kind of our all of our weekend in together. Um, so bear with me if it's not just concentrating on the expo because we did hit the parks. So I just want to um start out with food. Um, there was a really good food truck there, by the way, and I cannot remember Fat Boys. Was it Fat Boys? They had a Something really like good that, chicken yeah. wrap. Um, chicken ranch wrap or something like that. Yeah, I went back twice. Sorry, not sorry. Um, but I want to say my new food favorites in the park, Julia, and I wouldn't have thought about this, but you were going to buy a pineapple spear and you're like, would you like one? I'm like, sure. That thing was so good. It is clutch, especially when it's hot. hot. I know a lot of people like, get the pickles. If you're not feeling a pickle, get yeah. a pineapple spear. Oh my gosh, it was it was it was so good. So that hydrating, mm-hmm. delicious. I highly recommend. And then the peanut butter square we got at Candy Palace. I did not. Uh, uh, okay, I saved that until we got home to share with my husband. Actually, <laughs> I got it for my husband, but I ended up sharing it with him because it. I took one bite and I was like. Mm. Yeah, we're going to have to share this now. <laughs> and he's like, okay. <laughs> so the peanut butter square is really good. But I just wanted to also have, um, I want to go over some honorable mentions of this weekend. Um, some dishonorable mentions. And 
possibly one regret that I had. So um, my honorable mentions are, and this, um, these were the friends that we ran into this weekend or that weekend, expo weekend, whatever weekend it was. It was great because we hadn't seen anybody in so long because of the pandemic. So it was great seeing friends that we knew and they said hi and we got a chance to talk. So hi, everybody. And thanks for listening and to the show. thank you, by the way. Yeah. Thank you, by the way. Anybody that gave us positive feedback on the show and are listening, that is so nice. Yeah. Like, I have no expectations for this show. Perhaps yeah. I shouldn't say that, but thank you. Like, Yay. Yeah, that I think meant, Brie. That meant a lot to us, quite frankly. I think, so. Yeah, Brie from the museum. Yes. She said she listened. And I think I appreciate that she told me why. She said, you know, I know you guys. So, and this is true about most reviews and things like that. Once you kind of feel like you understand a movie reviewer, it doesn't matter if you have the same movie tastes or agree or disagree. Like the point of it is that you have a frame of reference. So if, if the movie reviewer says something, whether even if you always disagree, you know, well, I'll probably think this because I usually disagree. Like, you know how to put it into context. And I felt like she said that she likes to listen to us because she can put what we say into context and she kind of trusts what we, our perspective on things. So that was really kind of yeah. really good feedback. Yeah, she said, she said she's only gotten to experience the expo as an exhibitor, yeah. which is a much different experience than as an expo goer. Um, so Brie, if you're listening, you guys did a great job yes. at the museum booth and with your sightings and everything. And we really appreciate you guys as well. Yeah. Very Absolutely. much so. And then okay, my, I, my last little yeah. honorable mention. I'm sorry, Jeff, do you have something else? No, I was, I was, no, I was okay. throwing it back to you. Okay. Yeah. So my last honorable mention was something that happened at um, Disneyland. It was Sunday night and we have finished the expo this way in the past and when it was in a different format and we decided to do this again. And it was at the Tomorrowland Skyline Lounge. Skyline Lounge. Um, the two cast, we ran into two cast members and one of them helped us. They were phenomenal. Yeah. One of them helped us with, um, a situation where we needed to get two, um, possible refunds for, um, two people in our party were unable to make it, unable to make it. And we weren't optimistic they were going to do that. And they did. I'm not sure if they'll do this for everybody. I don't know if we got lucky, but this guy, and I know I know his name because I gave him a cast compliment. Was it Greg? I know there was Greg. Was Alex? Was one Alex? Mm. One was Keith. Okay, and I think one was, Greg. was Greg. I think but... I think you're correct. And he just went to bat for us, and even throughout the night, he would come in and check on us um, at the lounge. And then it became trivia time, people. <laughs> <laughs> this was a marathon <laughs> trivia where my not only did my feet hurt after the expo, but my brain hurt <laughs> after this trivia. And we were having so much fun. It was, you know, it was. Mm, not really exciting up until that point. Yeah. The, the fireworks hadn't I think started. It was, yeah. I think the trivia was only supposed to last for maybe yeah. like 10, 15 minutes. No, it no. went on for a good hour. No, it went on it, for a good hour until the fireworks like the started. Like the fireworks were starting. Like the music came on. We were still answering questions and it was happening. So we were paired up with another couple. And um, so the questions and how he, I, I, I can't believe I got some. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> just, they were asked in such weird ways. And I was just like, maybe I've never watched anything Disney. I don't, I'm starting to question my whole life at this point. But it was a lot of fun. We, it, was, it was so it, much to fun. To be fair, it was, it was like newer Disney, a lot of the stuff. And then 
magic happens. No, not the parade. But yes, the parade is coming back, but not the parade this time. After the evening, because once the, um, it closes at 10. So basically once the fireworks end, the lounge is now closing up. And Greg, Keith, Keith. (laughs) see how soon I forget. Keith comes up to us and says, okay, I had a really great time with you guys. Um, You guys made me laugh and whatever. I'd like to do something special for all four of you. And he goes, and me and Julie are kind of thinking the same thing, but he goes, I'd like to get you onto any ride. And Julie and I are looking at each other going, please say Haunted Mansion Holiday. Please say Haunted, because we had not ridden it yet, people. This is Sunday. We hadn't ridden it. And he goes, any ride in Tomorrowland. And I'm as grateful as we are, we're like, oh. Not Tomorrowland. No, we want Haunted Mansion. So anyway, so we all agree to go on Space Mountain and he makes a call. And sure enough, he walks right onto Space Mountain. And it was just a fun, great way. It, I think our, our expo started out great with getting into the, the giveaway that we weren't um, expected to get into. We got a lithograph and a signing that we we're expected to get, get into. And here we are at the Skyline Lounge getting walked on to um, Space Mountain. I don't think it could have began and end any better. It was awesome. So again, I gave him a cast member compliment too. So hopefully um, Disney recognized these two cast members at the Skyline Lounge. And if you ever get them um, on your trip, I hope you enjoy it as much as we did. It was awesome. All right. So my dishonorable mention is going to be what we did Saturday night. And um, we completely overextended ourselves. Um, if this is offered in the Don't in the it. future, I'm no passing. We did the Oogie Boogie D23 event. And horrible idea. It really was. Because once again, it was hot. We were tired. Um, no. And I love Halloween parties. Don't get me wrong. I love the Oogie Boogie bashes. We've done them in the past. I just filled during an expo. It was just too much. And it just didn't offer enough different opportunities for the premium price. However, the Bruno photo op and the Ernesto thing, which the Ernesto thing almost killed me, but that's okay. Um, they were great characters, both of them. Um, Bruno, I think a little bit more in my opinion, because you actually got to take a, a actual picture with him and he was great. Um, yeah, he was great. I'd like to see him as a, um, a normal character. And then they also offered us the viewing of, um, the zombie Captain America, which we almost got ran over by the crowds when they open the picture line yeah. that, oh my gosh yeah yeah but um yeah so the oogie boogie bash this time actually is going to get my discernible mention uh just because it it's was too much it was too, too much. much and you know no candy not cool um so my overall regret i do have one regret from this whole expo and that is i didn't get to see the archives exhibit what is it step in time oh uh, yeah yep i do regret but that, that's going to be a traveling exhibit. Yeah. So. And they, I, I'm hoping they've announced a couple of cities and it, it's not ours. So I'm really hoping in the future there's going to be more. So I'm optimistic. Maybe it'll come to Northern California. But um, that I do regret not seeing it. But it's a small regret because the expo was, it was, so much. It was good. It was good. It was good. So that's it that's all from me Jeff, all right any regrets oh no it was fine i don't no i don't have i didn't like i said i didn't come in with great any any plans really so it was all gravy you know i i'm most of my time was spent in lines i would have had a regret if i but i also knew i was rolling the dice to get these cards like you know 900 like 900 total sets of them you know 
were out there. So, so it was kind of like, how are you going to, you know, you can't count on that no matter when you get in line, you just kind of have to hope for the best. So, um, yeah, I, you know, and I got one of them and I'm happy. Um, but you, you just, you just never know. And I, I, I do believe I would have been, you know, okay with the wait, even if I had not made it in time. I mean, I just, I knew that's what I'm doing with this day. <laughs> and luckily it worked out. And so, and I'm glad you and Julia didn't spend a lot of time extra, you know, trying to figure it out because, you know, you got to make the most of your days and, you know, you, you have to just kind of choose your path and then move on. So I don't have any, I don't have any, any regrets. It was a, it was a good weekend. We had a lot of fun. Um, luckily it worked out for me in terms of the, the, you know, the collectibles and, um, I'm happy with the few other little things we did. No regrets. It was a great expo. You know, I won the game of getting something cool. Plus I also just, I'm happy with the few things, the few little giveaways that I came home with. And I'm keeping my, we got two of those signed Mickey cards, the one that we flipped on the first day for $275, but I'm keeping mine. So there's my high, even that is like a high value, cool collectible <laughs> thing that I just at randomly got at the expo. So I'm happy about that too. So overall, it was great. You guys got one of those Mickey Mouse cards, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So good for you guys too. Don't don't lose those. Make sure you know where they it's, are. It's it's in my poster tube. Yeah, because I think those are, you know, I mean, you may want to keep them or you may want to sell them. But at the moment, they're worth a lot. And I'm guessing they will go down in value significantly for a while. But if this game next year um, turns out to be a hit, they may jump up in value again. So don't forget what you do with those things. Noted. All right. Well, it sounds like we all had a successful expo, which is all you can hope for. All right, well, let's get over this expo. Everybody finish recuperating. Jeff, you count all of your earnings. Tina, don't forget to empty your poster tube, <laughs> and I'm going to go to bed. All right. Um, so until next month, we'll see you guys real soon. Bye, Bye -bye. everybody.